my main goal now is to interface humanity using the brain and the device so just forget about keyboard and anything but i want to give interface new interface new interface humanity where they can control about anything my thing of learning is you have to start tinkering instead of learning um, by udemy something you have to start tinkering then is how, how the curiosity comes so how do i solve this how do i solve this Thank you for joining the Change I Am Possible, which is India's first Future Tech Meets Sustainability podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Rakesh Chakati, who has worked as a brain-computer interface research scientist in Archeron Group and is currently the founder of SkyBrain. He has also been invested in stunt biking. So it's, it's, it's a surprising move from stunt biking to brain-computer interface. So welcome to the show, Rakesh. Really appreciate you taking time being part of the podcast. So for the people who don't know about you, would you like to, you know, give a brief introduction on who you are and what you've been doing? So hi, I'm Rakesh. I'm based out of Bangalore. So I like uh, completed my engineering in, in electronics communication back in 2016 here in Reva, Bangalore. So then later I was trying to find anything to do anything meaningful in life. So I could not join any tech company. So I was just thinking what I could do with my life. So then later I was actually doing stunting all along. So I was actually working with TBS. So I was one of the official stunter of the, the TBS team. So later then on I actually went and worked on cancer cancer care. So I was working in a herbal cancer care uh, as a support group. So later then I found out like how people are suffering and how uh, the world, how it's not up to like how, what we can do to help people. So then later I thought how I can use my engineering skills or what I learned in college and how we can solve the problems. So then as I was seeing many cancer patients, most of them were bedridden and they were not able to communicate all these things. Because I used to see patients, they were in very bad condition in the last level and these things. So And uh, my dad was also bedridden for one year. So then later I thought how can I implement the technology. So I was just thinking about this. So then just uh, I, I, I wake up early in the morning. So it's just browsing around YouTube in four o'clock in the morning. So then I actually stumbled upon Neuralink's launch, live launch of Elon Musk. So then I thought, oh yeah, so there is something technological neurotechnology which I can use to help solve the problem. So that is when I hooked on to neurotech. So I have so then that is how I started learning to code and everything. So it's been a two and a half year journey. So I've been doing everything. So I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build an interface for humans where we can connect and control things. The, the, the technology is so advanced, but we still stick to keyboards and laptops and sorry, keyboards and mouse. So how we can change this, how we can interface the human mind to the devices. So that's why I'm actually trying to work on the SkyBrain. You said that, you know, that there is so much suffering in the world, you know. Technology could play a major role in touching the lives of the common man and, and, and you know, creating transformation across industries. Plus also, you know, taking the pain away because there is so much pain and suffering, you know, and biotech to artificial intelligence to brain-computer interface. These technologies are growing so rapidly and, and, and they've, they've got potential to take the pain away. Normally, a pharma company, when they're trying to build a, a vaccine, the normal process always has been like four or five years or more. But when the, when the pandemic happened, we managed to create a vaccine in a couple of months. And, and the only reason they did that was because some of the top global minds came together, collaboration. 
and and technology played a huge role you know and, and so that's the reason we have a vaccine you are saying you want to solve the healthcare problem through technology and you mentioned leveraging brain computer interface for the people who don't know what brain computer interface is or what it could do could you start by explaining what it is so brain computer system where you can control any device or any system using your brain thoughts so essentially what you're trying you're bridging your brain to the computer so that is called brain computer interface so with your thought you can just do anything you can open up your computer you can do tasks and you can do so you can this is how we define brain computer interface right and what is the process how do you do that you know because the brain it's one of the most complicated biological if i may call it a device there are a lot of neuroscientists who call this nothing but a a uh, interface a computing interface of sort because we've got around 70 billion neurons some 100 trillion synapses and the way they fire and wire creates all of our perceptions or sight sound touch smell taste how do you capture the brain data and how do you interface it with a computer could you just simplify this so as you, as you tell yes uh, our cpu is the brain itself so everything what happens to has to go through the brain so suppose somebody is, co- is in coma so what happens is the brain is essentially shut down but every part is learning so the main part of that is the brain so like uh, we, as you see in your sense it has grown and it, it has been growing so the thing is we are understanding brain as we know it so right now there are many technologies which we can use to measure the brain activity so what i am using right now is something called electroencephalography so that is nothing but we are measuring the voltage spikes happening at the scalp area so i am doing something called non invasive i am not going i am not working like neuralink who is going invasive in the brain so i am working on the brain so that we can actually help people and even people who are interested in science fiction so like controlling home so i want to do that so we pick up the scalp voltages from the electrode location so suppose it can be different locations in the in the head it can be occipital region can be motor motor cortex area it can be occipital frontal area so we pick up the old voltage and then we do the signal processing so we calculate we transfer them to transfer it to the frequency domain then we do all the calculations and then we understand the what the brain is happening and then we put the raw data or any processed data to the machine learning and we can actually find the intent So this is how basically how BCI EEG works. Would you like to break this up a little bit because you already defined it as invasive and non-invasive. What do you mean by uh, non-invasive? What are the technologies used for non-invasive and for an invasive? Okay, invasive is something you open the open the skull and you put inside the brains. What you are doing is measuring the neuronal activity. So you are measuring the neuronal activity what's happening at the neuron level. So with the non-invasive, we are just measuring on the skull. So what happens is you just have to wear something headset like this. So this is something called a muse. We can just wear it on the skull. So we can just understand what's happening in the frontal area of the brain. What all kind of data does a simple device like this can pick up from a complicated seventy billion neurons and eighty trillion synapses? So whatever you think or whatever you do, so there is a neuronal activity happening in the brain. So. what you try to is we try to understand through eeg through the eyes of eeg so we are what we are doing is we're not measuring nothing but electrical voltage spikes so we're measuring the spikes and then we try to understand it is nothing but we are trying to do this but it's not the right way to do it's not the only way but that is how we have been able to control bca so uh, there are 
people who are doing MEG also. So they are using MEG to control fMRI, FNIST to control BCI. But with EEG, it's very uh, affordable and anyone can do that. So that is why I choose. So the device is nothing but an ADC. So it's analog to digital converter. It just measures the voltage specs happening. And the thing is, you have to have a best ADC which has the best. So it has to provide the true sampling. So it has to provide the true voltages. When you have the true voltages, you can understand brain the real, real time. So that is the only thing about this device. You are saying in, in, in some ways, or or brain is a mini computer of sorts because there's all of these processing which is going on and the thing driving the processing is basically electric currents the these neuronal spikes yes. and and with the eeg devices you taking those in, information and interpreting it or interfacing it with the computer now would you like to you know talk about the hype which is going on this phenotype because you know everybody yes, sure, keeps sure, on sure. talking about neural link and, and you know and, and besides neural link there are others you know like kernel and control lab from facebook and so many others who are working on brain computer interface i had the privilege of interviewing DARPA's uh, entry program, uh, Battelle, I, I believe, who are leveraging magnetoelectric na nanotransducer and, and Park, uh, Xerox uh, Park, who, who are building brain-computer interface. What will the world look like? What will the changes be in healthcare and, and, and other sectors? How will this brain-computer interface change our life? About the hype thing, so... It has been, they're doing in research, it's still in research sets. So if I talk about neural links, so there are, they are measuring something, they're measuring the neuron level. So they're, they're measuring the truest voltage. So with what I'm measuring with the scalp voltages. So the signals actually uh, gets uh, weakened when it passes through the brain, it has to pass through the skull. So you have something attenuated signal. So then you have to try to amplify. So what neural link is trying to do is they're getting the true voltage. But the other thing we have to ask the question is, there are different parts of the brain. So suppose you're imagining something, there will be a different part of the brain which is activating. And if you are doing any active task, there is a different task, different activating part. So if they're targeting only one part of the lobe of the brain, how can they actually able to solve exactly. and understand what I'm trying to do? It, so we can use it medically. We can use it for disabled people who can run the wheelchair. So what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to understand what our brain thinks. So I'm trying to map to the computer. So it can be any, any machine learning, anything. anything. So Neuralink is trying to solve the healthcare and many people are trying to do healthcare, but it takes a lot of time. And this is why I chose not healthcare actually here. So Rakesh, I am excited for the space because I, I think brain computer interface is in a very nascent stage. If you want to equate it to the, like the first uh, lines of like the phones that we, we we came up like 30 years back that's where it, it is it, it took 20 30 years for the the phones to become smart and you know become ubiquitous but that was a very linear phase of growth that time was dif different now we are in an exponential growth chart what and, and people do not understand that so i believe that yes it's in a very nascent stage and we are trying to understand the language of the brain like how we like how we have a b c d that that's the language or the maths we know that's that's maths and how it works and if and when we understand the language of the brain how the brain completely functions 
I don't think we'll need any other technology because once we get that, every other technology would not be able to stand up to a brain-computer interface because once we get brain-computer interface, we get everything that we want, right? From artificial general intelligence to to anything and everything because we will be maybe uh, characters like the ones shown in Matrix. Everything will be an upload and download. You know, we could just download years of information and learning in a matter of minutes or seconds depending upon the speed we have at that point of time so it's a very exciting space and the kind of changes that it can bring to healthcare and other industry sectors is is almost unimaginable right now because you know we can't even imagine once we understand our entire brain what it could do where we create a language and create built an interface between a computer that the world will look completely different i was watching a video of yours which you did two years back you were tinkering around with a raspberry pi and you created uh, a, a mind controlled uh, vehicle of sorts and i believe i think nissan's been working on this for quite some time nissan's i think been one of the fir- first companies who, who's been working on uh, a mind controlled uh, vehicle would you like to talk about your works what you've been doing you said not healthcare what have you been doing so again, I would love to talk about hype, like uh, like uh, talking about Matrix. So you can understand that there have been a lot of imagination. So you can't bring that to real world. So it would take a lot of, I, I think, a century or 50 years or something to really understand the brain because it's very complex. It's very, very complex. We can't understand. So what we're trying to do, we're just trying to understand what our intent. So we are trying, it's, it may be move a car. It can be open a window screen. It can be turn on light. So we are trying to understand our intent. So it would be really tough to understand the brain something and it would be really tough to do something called uploading and downloading. It would be really easy if you know how the brain works. So once you understand the brain, it's very easy. And as you tell, so all the technology, so I have been able to understand AI, computer vision and everything in the market just because I was working on BCI because you can apply any technology to BCI. You can apply the technology to VR, you can apply it to AR, it can be machine learning, it can be cloud technology. So you can use the technology. So what is happening here right now is BCA is just a standalone. So every other industry is helping it grow. So suppose they, they invent something I see which can actually do 1024 channel. So Neuralink is actually having 1024 channels something. So with just a small thing. So what I'm trying to do, we have just measuring from eight channels. So that is eight locations of the brain. So if we invent an IC, so what are, what's happening is any invention in any part of the field will actually directly influence the BCA. So that is a this is a very fun part of what I'm actually doing. It's such an exciting space. And like I mentioned, you know, the technology is growing in an exponential place. There are these neuro neuroscientists and neuro computational scientists who are together working and there's one field who trying to understand the human brain and the, the, the second are trying to create an interface between the human brain. So yes, the, the, that's good. I, I feel that the, the growth is going to be, you said 50 years. Yes, I mean, maybe 50 years, maybe maybe 100 years or maybe it could also happen in 20, 25 years. You know, who ne- who, who knows because of, of the, of the s- space uh, where it, the things are being accelerated. Would you like to talk more of your works that you have built personally over the years, leveraging brain-computer interface? And how do you think those things that you've built 
are going to create transformation i not many people are working in india on bci so like they are working on neurotech it can it can be competition yourself it can be health related but what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to bring brain computer face so we want to involve these people so this is how i actually started so i i actually bought this so i did not know coding so in my engineering actually i was like Uh, I used to study only for the sake of getting my degree. So I got my degree, and it was like this. Yeah, that's so that's, that's, yeah, that's a that's such a problem. I mean, you know, people. I mean, I'm extremely sorry for uh, interrupting you, but the problem no. with the world is, is that we are studying just because of studying. You know, there sure. we 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 are doing rote learning. We are not understanding the education system is wrong. I mean, if we if we correct that, I think India is, is we've got so many driven people who can create huge transformation. You said you didn't know coding, but right now here you are coding with Python. So please, please continue. You're <clears throat> saying. So this is what I bought actually. So I did not know coding. So I I I tried to find people who actually did simple projects. So. If you try to find any open source project on internet, it is very tough. If someone want to learn something, it should be very accessible. So I just went this right after that. So I tried to tinker it and code, and I was I felt miserably. And then later, I went on bought this emoji. So then they had a documentation. So then I thought, so why don't I start learning Python? So I started learning Python. So I then learned uh, Python. So then I started. So okay, let me move this intent to that. So. what what happens is i just so as you can see in the boards i just put my ideas on the board and on the paper and i try to understand so that is how i actually learn machine learning or anything so i just try to do my understanding how i can do this so i just understand the technology like that so i just went it off and then started learning python and then i went back to this and started uh, the coding in arduino uh, or something and then the life changer for me was this so this is something called open bci so this was this is one of the very best hardware for for some students to learn on so they have a very good eight channel device so from this i was able to understand about brain computer interface so i was able to understand about the electronics part about how the signal processing happens how we do the end part so this is how i actually learned so it's the task is like i put my idea like so i want to move a car today so i put my task like how can i do this i just write my things and i just start learning i just google 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 understand learn and just do the, these things everything starts with curiosity if your curiosity bug is ticked then you will automatically learn and we have to be lifelong learners and and that's the only thing that will guarantee you success And, and great life because the world is changing. Anybody who is rigid, I mean, it, it it's going to be bad news for them. You mentioned something about open BCI community lack of awareness. Yes, I do understand India. I mean, there is lack of awareness with, with technologies like this, and there is no ecosystem support. Uh, investor support is not there. The governmental support is not there because this field. is so new and is so in its nascent stage in another few years this is going to open up huge economical uh, benefits because once the the investor community understands the potential of what a brain computer working brain computer interface can do i'm sure there'll be a line outside your house of investors and supporters <laughs> uh Would you like to explain to my audience what Open BCI is and the importance of community? 
So the OpenBC is the open source hardware and software. So they have built amazing hardware for EXG. So you can do EMG, ECG, or EEG. So from that, what? So people can benefit is biomedical students. It can be anyone. It can be just about anyone. So they can understand. They can just measure the voltage happening in the brain, in the in the muscle area. It can be on the heart area. So you can understand anything. So the the very good thing about them is they have open source everything. So they have a very good community of the software. They are doing very good, very good thing. So what happens is you can do everything. You can learn everything from scratch. It's not like you have to buy something proprietary hardware. You only have to work with that. So you can't understand what's really happening. So the thing is, as you see, the most of the company actually working on making the headsets. So there are not many people who are working on the end part. So how you can use the technology to leverage the the technology right now what's present so right now what i'm working on is i'm trying to leverage the technology to control smartphones so that is what i'm actually trying to work on and about india there are there, there is some guys called open upside down labs so this is a hardware you can just measure a single channel eeg just with this so you can just take your brain activity and measure it so you can just connect to your audio nano and you can just start measuring your uh, eeg so they, they have been they are open sourcing hardware and not many people know about them so actually i have been trying to make some content so people will know because i have been doing this and people actually approached me like how can i do this how can i start with bci so i tell them to buy open bci and these things so as you can see they cost $1000 and again 48% customs in india but new people cannot learn this so we need something affordable this cost something around 2000 4000 so you can someone can buy this and right off the bat start learning things so my thing of learning is you have to start tinkering instead of learning um, by udemy or something you have to start tinkering then is how, how the curiosity comes so how do i solve this how do i solve this i guess it, it starts with getting your hands dirty and and being curious about it and trying to having a vision of what you actually want to do and what problem you want to solve by tinkering with this and and yes uh, we, we will get into what you said how you building uh, uh, something to you know for for smart home we'll get into that but talking a little bit more about the the open bci you said their chip which is an eight channel chip to measure uh, uh, your brain activity what does it do what can it uh, do and what have you built using it because you say that it, it's the best product that you have bought at this point in time what are the capabilities of it uh, as for uh, as of now so the eight channel being you can measure eight biological signals at a time it can be ecg so let me just talk about so we are talking about bcl let me talk about this eeg so we can measure eight different parts of brain so if you just google something called 1020 location you can understand that's a standard where you can measure the electrodes electrode the raw, the raw signals from the brain so you can actually configure to place wherever the electrode where you want your wish so then the open bci does all the processing and they have a open source software it does all the processing you can just view the raw data you can view the fft you can then the later the good part is right of the software they give uh, the uh, frequency bands that is alpha beta gamma theta so you can understand so if the person is relaxing so what happens is his brain is actually more in the alpha state so you can see the brain is more of alpha dominant so when the person is doing active thinking so you then you can understand the person is beta dominant so you can just try to understand with this with this tool you can understand you can get the raw data so with this you can do a lot of things so then like if you want to do bci all you have to do is you have to learn machine learning so you get the raw data you map it to a intent then 
do something. So with Open Visa, you can do a lot of things actually. So this is the hardware. So this is how we measure the eight uh, pin. So you actually, I have got the 3D printed headset, but you can connect like almost any any easy headset, like commercial headset, who have touch proof connectors. So they Open Visa guys provide. So you can just use your own uh, electrodes. You can customize anything. So there is in the hardware. So what happens is you can change the electrode so it can be passive or electric. So passive what happens is it just checks the signal from the brain. With active, it's an active amplification. So the thing is there won't be a loss of signal traveling through the wires to the amplifier. So that's the new fun part of the open BC. You can customize about anything, just about anything. And they do have a chip something called ADS 129N. It's built by Texas. And it is made for biological signals. It was made for like if if you see many commercially EG devices, what we used to get, so those were built on differential amplifier, operational amplifier. So this was actually built for uh, that action. What what have you done tinkering around with it? My first project for BCA was uh, moving a car. So I was like, if I used to set a threshold, I used to train like, if a person like thinks something, so it will be like active concentration. So if we can measure the threshold of someone active thinking, so we can set a threshold. And if person thinks about that, threshold so this will move so this is a very basic thing what i did for a single moment so then later i went on doing like i took the raw data and, and i did machine learning where i was able to feed the machine learning model to understand what i was thinking so i was able to understand do like left right takeoff and landing so i was able to do uh tell drone control so i was able to control like i was i just have to think lift so it was to take off and left left right right so you can actually do this to automotive so my idea is uh, until we un cannot now un understand what brain how works, we can actually not understand uh, the BCI how the real it will work in the working conditions. So, so what I'm thinking is I'm not uh, thinking of controlling a car like uh, doing going front right. And recently I saw Mercedes they're working on something. So they did actually show in a demo like they use uh, some hardware to control everything in the car like uh, it can be um, uh, window. It can be wipers, it can be seats. So I just recently saw XUV 700. So my next project will be controlling a Mahindra XUV using the mind. Like we can control seats and anything, just about anything. So within like few months, I'll be doing that. So that's my actually personal project that's off a side. So I'll be doing that. Wish, wish you the very, very best for it, uh, Rakesh. And I hope that you are successful. Yes, I have been invested in virtual reality since 2015. There's the saying that, you know, people who get into it early hold the first mover's advantage. But then the, the opposite side is also true, where the ones who get into it too early, I mean, bear the brunt of the market, you know, because the market is not sustainable. There's no support, you know. So I lost a whole lot of money being... <laughs> so early into this ecosystem but then there is knowledge that i've gained which i think is immeasurable you know because that is what has made me who i am and whatever i'm going to do and i hope the same will uh, stand true for you because brain computer interface is great technology there was this company called neurable Back in, I think, 2016-17, it's a virtual reality company. So they had created a headset in EEG device and they had built a game. The, the game via, via the thoughts. But that was 2018, but now is, is 2000. 
2021 you know so what has been the advancement and how does one go about it is it complicated if you create this maybe like a brain com- uh, controlled a car or a drone how easy or difficult would the knowledge transfer be to for a person who's using it for the first time would it be very difficult to control it just by how how does it work could you just break it down explain this to my audience please so i'll do that so let's talk about neural first so actually they are actually in the market still so they are being so they just launched some so they were actually working on connecting the virtual reality and the, these things so they had some interface so they actually work with htc vibe so right now i am working on the same aspect so this, this is something called motor imaging so so what happens is a person has to go to undergo a training session so it, the training session can last just 20 seconds so it can be just 20 to 40 seconds max for one action so suppose as user will headset and the calibration will happen so the software will tell so you can think any action so you can just select action it will be like lift off so you can just take the lift off and you can just close your eyes open your eyes and just start thinking an action so what's happening is here the system is not understanding what you are trying to think so it's just trying to map the uh, uh, what's happening in the brain so you are thinking a unique thing it can be like lift off lift off lift off it can be imagination thing so what you are doing you are doing some imagination so once you do imagination from neuroscience we can understand the occipital region of the brain actually lights up so the occipital region of the brain is here okay so you can actually take the electrodes and measure the electrodes what's happening so from then we actually put it to machine learning and then understand so the thing was people actually were using traditional machine learning called they were using sda svm so lda svm and these things so right now we have deep learning systems which can really understand so earlier systems were like you have to provide the data which actually process so you cannot actually provide the raw data you have to process so the machine learning accuracy depends upon how good you process the data so you the, the lot of research have to go but the deep learning what's happening is you, can, you don't have to process the data you can just put in the raw data it will understand what's good and what's garbage so right now what i'm trying to solve is we are trying i'm trying to do like the system has to pick up my real thinking it should be like the machine learning accuracy is like it will be 95 accuracy and 5% of this thing but in real life condition when so when you have that accuracy you can actually really drive a car with that accuracy once you only have 100% accuracy you can do that so right now i am trying to solve how we can use deep learning to solve this condition actually so i have not find many people doing this actually so i was trying to do so i thought why not open my own company and uh, get people and start building a team and uh, to do this and solve this actually language of the brain if we understand it the doors will open up doors to things that will be just un- is i'm sure it's unfathomable at this point in time as i told you it's like you're stuck with the keyboard and mouse and the phone like it'll be like phone touching it'll be like you just sit in your home and think of turning on a light it'll be on just turn turn on this thing and the main thing is again the headset are bulky we have to wear a headset so what i'm trying to do is once you integrate these this eeg electrodes into everyday life it can be earphones it can be like headband it can be on the earphones you can integrate it to real life so people would understand won't know that they are wearing something so it will be like integrated into everyday life so that is how actually smart smart uh, phones actually boom 
So it actually integrated with real life and everyday activity. So people are not actually dependent on that. Very true. So I I think you know I mean we complicate the common man with names such as oh augmented reality, virtual reality, brain computer interface, and so 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 they get too overwhelmed by it. You know they don't even need to know what it is. It's just that if there is an utility without them knowing it. that gola that's that's where when we get to and that's true yeah that's true because we as a tech enthusiast understand everything about virtual reality extended reality but the end user what he wants he wants headset where he gets the best quality so he can understand the technology it's like give me the technology so very we have good. to do what people actually need so we have to understand that actually exactly. instead of so it's like you don't have to invent which people don't need we have to invent something people need so that is how we actually go forward with the world you said that you are building something for smart home could you talk a little bit about that please so like i want to integrate bci so my thing is i'm working on smart home our own hardware and software so where we control with the with the mind so it's like i'm building the smartest home in the world so it, if you just connect the mind to the smart home it will be like it is the smartest home so i was able to actually recently one i recently won a hackathon so i was actually able to get this idea in less just like two days so i was able to code so then i understood how we can do this so fortunately i found an investor backing me and he is very very passionate and he actually very interested he has been following me since one year so like i want to start so this is my entry into the tech world so like i did not know much thing about tech so this is how i learned so once i do this this is will, will be one of my First startup. So later, this is not just the end. So I'll be doing many things. You can do a lot of things. Healthcare. You can transform healthcare, real world. So I'm just starting with smart home. So once you understand how we can do in survive in this field and do these things really. So it's, until now, I was just doing hobbyist level. So I was just trying to play with this. So now the real fun starts. Real world starts. Lovely. So yeah. Lovely. Wish you the very best, and I hope that maybe we can. Uh, collaborate someday because my when i got into virtual reality i i wanted to build virtual worlds which are indistinguishable from the physical world and, and i actually i i've seen few projects like that like i have seen virtual estates being sold on uh, similar to the world yeah no so so that, that that that's 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 a different thing those are virtual worlds and then there are people who are building metaverse where they are they they are creating digital worlds they are also digitizing physical objects you know sensorizing physical objects you know so that uh, we we can take information from there uh, that and create better businesses solutions so so yes we creating metaverse then there's uh, we we creating an economic layer uh, in the metaverse with nft and things like that so 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 the digital world the physical world is going to be digitized what i'm trying to say is that i i, I want to create virtual reality like this like a physical world maybe i mean i don't know maybe, yeah where where we are unable to distinguish between what is physical and what is virtual and that can happen with brain computer interface nanotechnology i think and artificial intelligence once that kind of merges in we'll be able to create uh the world of you know the steven spielberg movie what he had ready player one or you know i mean if you want to go to a dystopian side the the the, the black mirror where you are unable my, to yeah. <laughs> yeah. my main motivation is the science fiction movies and tv series my main motivation so that's how actually get into this thing that's actually so that's wonderful thing what i'm trying to do so 
with uh, the going and pandemic condition so we need that actually so until then we did not know like how we can we did not have the need but right now we need we need that actually virtual thing where we can connect and uh, do it's very indistinguishable instead of going visiting a place you can just meet so that's what right so so that that is anyway happening with virtual reality right now there are there are people who have created virtual reality offices you can have events in in virtual reality there are schools in what we've built in virtual reality and this is right now it's not even something which is futuristic so there are companies who have are laying the building blocks of a metaverse you know where where you you'll be building one to one scale of the entire physical world there is nvidia which is building uh, omniverse omniverse is going to be a one to one map of the entire physical world the entire earth yeah yeah so 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 those, okay, those things are those thi- yeah so th- those things are already happening right now and and, and and yes so i mean yes what that is going to do is is going to make geography history because you rightfully pointed out i mean we waste our time or work demands us to move from home to office and office to back and that normally takes up bit any time between half an hour to one hour to three hours depending upon which area you are and then that that two or three two hours where you're confined in a car or in train or bus you you it's completely unproductive you know and with virtual reality all you need to do is just don the headset though it's very clunky and bulky and it's still right now, right not now. not to the point of this but i i we i think in in another 10 years or so I, or under that we will have very glasses soon, glasses soon. glasses like this exactly like this which will map inside outside what i mean by that is it'll it'll be able to uh, create a data of where we are looking at you know and things like that now yeah since i'm talking about that that gets a little scary and 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 there are the pros pros of this technology that all of technologies you know i mean artificial intelligence or augmented reality virtual reality brain computer interface now the the cons are that when and if we create a a a working brain computer interface where we create the language of the brain how what is it saying and map it onto a computer what will the world look like there's obviously there'll be pros you know we'll have great technology but the cons is that you know i mean i'll be able to peek into your brain you'll be able to peek into my brain we talk about mm-hmm. hive mind and and all that which is very beneficial but what will happen to a personal privacy what will ha- happen to surveillance uh, what we uh, do you think about that that where uh, how good or bad the world will look like when we have a brain computer interface you can actually understand what's happening in the part of their brain everything so with neural link it may be possible but i am no expert on the invasive thing so because they are imagine the neural network so the thing is with um, wearable what i'm doing you can actually know what's happening so as i'm telling you we can just actually map the intent so we can actually measure the mood of a person so actually the scary thing what is i started seeing things where people company wants the easy data so it can be brain data where people watch the ad so it it may be good okay it may be good to build the brand i actually love it but what happens is using this technology without anyone noticing so that would be scary so that the companies are caring about building the brand so they actually get the data so once you get the concern of the person so it'll be a good thing so you can measure the emotions like you can show a picture and we can understand like if the person is feeling good happy so they can use for marketing you said there's something for neuromarketing so they can use this 
so this is what happening but with uh, this we cannot actually know what's happening and we can actually tap into the this thing it's very 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 tough it's not possible two things you mentioned up i mean obviously that where this technology could go i have had the privilege of having conversation with randall coney he is one of the top neuroscientist i've had the privilege of having conversation with surf moran recently one of the top neuroscientist and he is working uh, on neuromarketing i had the privilege of uh, conversing with kenneth hayworth again one of the top neuroscientist these people are working on building either mind uploading where understanding the entire human brain and uploading it onto a computer Surf Moran has been a neuroscientist and a hacker who who understand has been advisors to some of the top companies you know uh, working on brain computer interface yes we have around 1000 uh, uh, 32 cha- channel uh, 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 arrays which can read only a certain part of the brain but like i said i think we are in an exponential growth where kernel has built a brain computer interface but again it's non invasive uh, batel who i mentioned who the startups who participated in the darpa entry program they have something called as magneto electric nano transducer which is a nanobot which gets injected into the brain and it goes on to and, and it reads your neurons so which is a little bit ahead than what uh, uh even neural link is doing now these i believe again is in a very nascent stage what can happen in a 30 to 50 years time or 60 years time or 100 years time or maybe less i mean i, I would not be uh wrong to speculate that yes we will be creating uh, the entire language of the brain where we will know the maths or how the brain functions when and how will it happen i don't really know but it will surely happen like how or dna code you know there was maybe in 2003 we were trying to understand the source code of a human life the dna you know what it does you know and we were trying to map the human code the and and we now we have the entire human dna code in thir- 10 13 years we managed to do it and people thought that it would take 100 years so yes i do believe that we are going to understand the entire human brain and it's no conspiracy theory and once we do that i we are getting into the matrix world or the black mirror world you spoke about data yes i think that is something which is very a conversation that we need to have because data is the new oil and who controls the data will be controlling the world my last question to you students or enthusiast who want to learn and understand brain computer interface and want wants to take this as a career opportunity where does he start from what is the learnings what are the expertise required so about the career it's very tough to find anything because not many people are working in the bca aspect so suppose if you want to work so there are companies which are in the outside of india but if you want to work there you have to have a prior experience on something but if you are expert on something i think you would have already been introduced to eg some or the other way but it would be really tough for someone to go through this so my thing is there's something called neurotech it's a community which teaches about neurotech So you can go there and you can understand and learn everything. So it covers about 
uh, programming it can be about uh, ordinary programming it can, it can be about how we can use devices so they have code and everything in demos and everything ready so they have uh, chapters and they have books that we can study so these things so one can start over there so i think we'll have to wait a few years so that as it told investor have to start uh, thinking about how this will be a huge boom in the coming years because you don't have to have advertise about neurotech because if elon musk does something uh, great in neurotech so that will actually affect the industry the remaining industry so the the once investors come and start opening companies so we need more people who get into the technology so once people and try to understand this technology and we have experts so this is how they can start actually and where do you see yourself in the next 10 years i mean do do talk about that and where do you see brain computer interface in the next 10 years how do you think is going to impact us i mean maybe you could also while you are at it what you're going to be in 10 years you you could talk about like how maybe it could help us you know in healthcare or, or other sectors how it could create a real world value just in 2015 so i was uh, working in tvs company i was the top stunter i was the guy who gave the ad for apache 200 so what you saw on the tv poster that was me so i just put my goal so i thought i thought just yes i want to be a stunter so i want to uh, do the community something so i want to teach people so i was able to get that so i did not have any goal i did not see myself any seeing the future my main goal now is to interface humanity using the brain and the devices so just forget about keyboard and anything you can just use your normal you can switch and phone and switch everything but i want to give a interface new interface new interface to humanity where they can control about anything so it's not like we have to buy a headset with 2 3000 dollars it's under 1000 dollars it's be like it should come as cheap as 10000 20000 and the drawback is when when you go low price the data efficiency and the classification will be very much lower but i want to change that so that It should be affordable for everyone. So right now, the smartphone was affordable only for few set of people. Right now, you can see about almost anyone in even exactly. those vendors are having the phone. So it's actually helping everything boom, right? So, so that is why what I want to do. I want to provide affordable working technology, not just a hype where we just tell we'll do this, we'll do this. I just want to <coughs> provide technology. Right, right, so perfect. The, right, and about the brain, about the brain computer technology in ten years, I really have no idea because. there is a lot of advancement and i really don't know and because you told me about virtual reality i have been uh, deep in bci i don't really know about other industry but we can't actually know because there is very much exponential growth and due to pandemic everyone can work from their own comfort and there has been a lot of improvement and the people i think they are creative when when people get start creating creative and when when they get much attention like we need i got my investor so people need someone who can support them because for the two years i did not no anything i did not know how to code i did not know like i'm like i have the headset how can i move a car so it's like i i had to learn everything so we need someone who them back them up my parents were actually very fortunate and they actually supported me it's not like they were not like uh, you do engineering you have to do this job so they supported me like you do something you do so that's actually where i one actually so we we need more people to support this technology so that is how we'll be able to bring a lot of transformation in in really quick time Lovely, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Rakesh. Really appreciate you taking time being part of the podcast. And yes, I do uh, understand that that we need support, and I guess that's the only way we can grow our country. We've got so much talent, and if we have the right uh, support, 
you know the right investor the government support i mean people like you who are like building really cool stuff can accelerate transformation and bring products and services and solutions that can create real world uh, benefits and you mentioned that you know you didn't have any education when when it come came to coding but you had a desire and intent and and so so my 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 last thoughts to my listeners is that you know there is the only thing that stops a person is your desire and your intent the internet is full of learnings you know in the forms of moocs massive open online courses the there's podcasts there's webinars you know and those traditional besides the traditional education that you have there is so much you know so go out there learn there is you know there, there is there is so much out there and 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 if you have a desire and intent you can learn anything you can do anything and and rakesh jakati is an ex- example of that so wish you the very best i hope that we can create something together uh, and i hope that you get uh, uh, investor support and I, i i don't hope i'm sure that you will get because in the, in the next few years if you stick if you're resilient you will I wish you the very best for it uh, and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please 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 press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you